Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Good morning to all of you. Thank you very much, Gloria. I mean, this is a very powerful song, and thanks to the choir as well. So this morning, it just dawned on me, um, whilst I was just getting ready, I said, hey, I had not spoken to Gloria, because it had been on my mind to ask for a particular song. So I sent her a message and said, could you guys kindly give us enough notice when you have special songs? So long and short, it wasn't going to be possible because the notice was short. And then I come and they sing a song that's exactly what very much aligned to what I want to talk about today. God is at work. If you don't feel it, I've just felt it. So when they lifted the song, I said, God, you are just God. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the opportunity to sit in your presence and hear your word. We thank you for your mercy that encompasses us. We thank you for your grace and your goodness. And we pray that this morning you will speak and you will take us from one level of grace to another. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, so what's happening in Ghana? You know, so this morning I'm speaking on gratitude. And I just want to veer a bit and just say that the Lord is still on his throne. Hallelujah. If we look at how things are going, sometimes you think he's left the throne. He's still seated on his throne. And he's still in charge. And it is in these times that as Christians, we also have to step forward and go beyond ourselves and support. There are some people we've been talking to about Christ for a very long time who are not listening. In these times, maybe a plate of food, a bag of rice, a word of support here and there, a gesture, maybe the one that will finally tip it over. So we also need to be very sensitive around this time. Let the Holy Spirit minister to us because there's a lot of opportunity. People are hurting, people are going through also, and there's, that's, sometimes it is through these times. It's interesting, in Jonah chapter four, verse six, you know, Jonah was going through a lot of misery. And Bible says that God created a plant and caused a plant to grow, to give him shade and protect him from his misery. So even in difficult times, there's a plan. God has a plan. And I encourage all of us as a church to reach out and support people. And maybe it's time to create another platform that we call ACC Business as well, where people post their business stuff they do so we can also support ourselves. I would rather buy from you to support your business in this time. So maybe, um, I, I mean, I'll just, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so let's, 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 maybe I'll leave it to NK and the leaders of the church too. But let's, let's, let's rally together. Let's support, let's carry everybody through. No one should be lost in these times. Hallelujah. Anyway, so back to what I want to talk about. So this morning, the theme for my, the message that I want to share with you is remember, 
and do not forget. So you see why I was talking about remember. I actually wanted them to sing the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. I mean, that song, when you sing it, it just takes me to another level. But this song, we will remember. It, it just nailed it for me. Can we go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17? Okay, maybe I'll start from verse 2. I like, I like the, the second verse. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. So he humbled you allowed you to go through hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did, not, did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. I'll jump quickly to verse 8. Okay, maybe Okay, just to cut it short. So it says, let me do verse 10. When you have eaten and you are full, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good the land which for the good of the land which he has given you. When you have eaten and you are full, I like this part. So remember, the scripture is asking us, God is imploring us, he's encouraging us to remember where we have come from. And then he says, when you have eaten and you are full, because, look, there's something about being fed, well fed. You know when you eat and you are full, you feel like sleeping. And sometimes you can also talk by heart. Because it makes you forget. It makes you forget where you have come from. It makes you forget and, and you begin to, and, and sometimes and it's very synonymous with people who have been successful by worldly standards. That all of a sudden, somebody who through childhood has been very God-fearing, I mean, God has seen him through or her through a lot of challenges, finally gets to a place where he or she is full and says, you know what, I have questions about whether God exists or not. You know, um, I'm beginning to wonder whether this Christian thing, you know, because we're full. And, and sometimes when you go into the Western world, you see people who are full. The things we pray about here, house, car, food, Charlie, in the midst of all this, this crisis, the, gov people are, the government is putting in place systems to support people. Over here, the food, you have to pray. Food, you have to pray. The house, you have to pray. Everything is prayer. So sometimes it keeps us Come even coming to church. I have seen churches that have become restaurants and are becoming museums. And people are buying churches to convert into residential property. People have become full and they've forgotten. In our own lives, we do become full sometimes and we forget. So this morning, so it moves on to say, beware. 
that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment, his judgment, his statute, which I have commanded you. Lest when you have eaten and you are full and have built houses and dwell in them, when your heads and your flocks, so he's talking about success. Success. And remember, we're talking about gratitude. Sometimes when people become successful, and I always say by worldly standard, because Joshua 1 8 will talk about good success. But when we get to a point where we feel we have arrived, it makes us forget. We build houses, we store gold, we store silver, and we think we don't need God. But remember, remember where you have come from. Remember the times where if God hadn't come through for you, you wouldn't be sitting where you are. I remember I made a mistake in my professional life. If God hadn't come through for me, I wouldn't be here. Remember, maybe you also have similar stories. When people conspired against you, when people did all sorts of things, but you still stand. When some strange disease from nowhere just came, you still stand. So for the Christian, the gratitude, gratitude becomes like our middle name. And gratitude does not mean everything is perfect. It means that even if things are not going well, I'm looking for what is working for me. And I'm thanking God for that. I'm looking for the good. And, and, and just to say that you are not born to be grateful. We are not just born that, oh, I was born with gratitude. You know me, they are, it's a learned, you learn it. You learn to see good. You learn to see good in people. You learn to see good in relationships. You learn to be grateful for relationships, not to take them for granted. You learn. You learn to be grateful to God. You learn it. Because it's very easy, especially when you have eaten and you are full. Verse 16. Okay, let me do 17. I don't want to read too much. Then you say in your heart, my power and my might, sorry, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Sometimes you do. it's not the mouth one, no. it's the heart. Where you sit there and say, Ah, this one, Charlie, it's God. This one, it's my strength, sorry, that has brought me this far. You say in your heart, guys, the, the, the thing about the Christian work is not the mouth one alone. And Jesus will always use the heart as a standard. What are you saying in your heart? That by your own strength you've come this far? That you got that job? I remember when I finished the university and I was looking for. Um, Accra post office, the one there, that's where my dad's post office was. I was going there almost every other day. As for the application, oh my God, I wrote about And you, I go with faith and I open the box and I see that all the letters in there are for my dad's office. I feel like entering the box and locking myself in. You, know. you go and go and go and go. Remember. My own strength, the strength of my hand has brought me this far. And that's the problem that humanity is confronted with now. 
where we, we, we gain so much wealth, we, we do well, that we begin to forget the God who has seen us through. Remember, it's tough. But there's something in there that we can be grateful to God for. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Look, some of the things don't have anything to do with you. And that's why you have to be grateful. The blessing that, some, some of the blessings that we are enjoying, there are seeds that people sowed years ago. There are prayers that people prayed years ago. There are people have put in a word for us. People have put their credibility on the line for us. People have done stuff for us. And by God's grace, so when you get to a point where you think it's by my own strength that I've arrived or I've come to where I am, that's the most dangerous thing that can happen. Because just reflect. Even the person who helped you put together your CV, the person who gave you the business advice, etc., etc., etc. Let's look at Luke chapter 17. Remember, we're talking about gratitude. Verse 11. You know, and, and sometimes you meet people who think that God is even indebted to them. They're angry with God. Because the situation, the way they envisage things to be, things have not played out that way and they are angry. Look, we will die, he will be God. We will be born, he will be God. We will go, I mean, he's still God. Still God. And, and, and they don't even find a reason to be grateful to God. Remember when COVID came? And we're all in our houses. Remember? And do you know whether you should even throw your money away because we're all going to die? <laughs> we all didn't know what we we're going to do. Remember? The way we, yeah, some people have lost their lives. Very sad. But you're here. So yeah, you're going through a tough time. But maybe I'm just reminding you of something that you can hold on to. That the God who saw you through those times is able. And therefore, we have every reason to be grateful to him. Hallelujah. So in Luke chapter 17, verse 11, classic story. And he says, now it happened as he went through, he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest." And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Hallelujah. Look, the power of God is still at work. Still at work. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice 
glorified God. Guys, forgetfulness is good. I thank God that he created forgetfulness. Because there are some things in our life that if God didn't give us the grace to forget, will be miserable. But there are also some things in our life that we can't forget. I thank God for forgetting. There's been very terrible events in my life that I thank God he made me forget. So it's a blessing to forget. It's a blessing. The gift of being able to forget something, an event, an incident, is a blessing. But there are some certain things that have happened in our lives that we cannot afford to forget. So, I look at these guys. And in that, and if you look at the context, it even helps to understand it better. In that, in that um, what do you call it, in that setting, the lepers were not allowed to come close to anyone. Anyone. Thank God for medicine. Let's remember, now, there was a time leprosy was killing people, left and right. And as soon as you showed any sign of skin infection or whatever, you became a, what do you call it? Outcast. Thank you. And they were separated. And before they could even integrate you, you needed a priest to check you out and give you a clearance of some sort before they can integrate you. And the, the situation was so bad that they were not allowed to come close to people. And so you needed to stand afar and shout. So you can imagine living a life where every day you have to shout for sustenance. If somebody was passing and you wanted money, you wanted food, you needed help, you needed to shout. And these guys come together. I don't know whether they got knowledge that Jesus was passing through. But they must have known that he had the power to heal. Because the moment they saw him, they said, Master, help us. They asked for his help. And then Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. And that's the thing about Christianity. Because we didn't kill cows, we didn't kill people, we didn't um, 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 cut ourselves, whip ourselves, do... The way you prayed, you believed in your heart, you confessed with your mouth. And it's so easy to take it for granted. You wish you had traveled to some monastery somewhere, go and spend 30 days not eating, working on eggshells, doing like, you need to do something. Say, yeah, now I've come to some elevated level, then you appreciate it. But look at what happened. Say, go and show yourself to the priest. It is very easy to take this for granted. Very easy. And that's what happens to us in our salvation. Very easy to take us for granted. Look, the people who kill cows and go and do all those things, they don't take anything for granted. They run out. Look, they will tell, maybe they go and do the thing and say, every two weeks, go and come and show yourself to us. Sometimes even before two weeks, something happens and say, let me go and see my master. It's a gift that is free, but it cannot be underestimated. That's eternal life that we have. Beyond the struggles here, there's a promise of eternal life. And that's what makes it even better. That after we've gone through all of this, the day we close our eyes, 
That's not the end for us. Eternal life. So he says, go and show yourself to the priest. Then they go. And the rest, as you all know, one person. If you've lived your whole life shouting to get recognition, being an outcast, rotting flesh, this, this, etc., etc., and somebody didn't take anything from you, they didn't ask you to donate or go and nothing. Just go and see someone. Say, and they didn't even get to the priest. Whilst they were going, they were healed. Then what happened? Only one person came back. And he was even a Samaritan. And I believe that the Bible said, mentioned who he was or where he was from, just to maybe create some context as well. Probably the rest were Jews. And that's the danger in this whole gratitude conversation. The sense of entitlement. It's the biggest danger to being grateful. It's a threat to gratitude. I know, yeah, but yeah. I should wake up, I've woken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went to a good school. That's why I have this job. People have been to better schools than us. There were people in our classes who were cleverer than us. The people who got to know Christ before you did, but now you can't even find them. I fear entitlement. And, and every time when I speak to Sheila and we're talking about what I, my, especially with, with Kara, the, the thing, look, the sense of entitlement is dangerous. It doesn't make you appreciate anything. By the time you're getting it, you're thinking of the next one. Can I get more? Can I get more? Can I get more? I always deserve more. It doesn't make you look beyond yourself. Every day it's me. I'm entitled to it. I'm entitled. You don't even say thank you. Oh, yeah, but she's my wife. I'm entitled to get food. Yeah. Really? And people don't even get food, though. <laughs> the things we take for granted. I'm entitled. So Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Maybe the Jews thought, oh yeah, we are, there. We are the people of God. After all, Abraham, Moses, and we fall into those traps easily. And for me, it's telling that even Jesus had an expectation of gratitude. This God that we serve, it's very easy for him, for us to take him for granted. Because if Jesus didn't expect, you know the way we do it in Ghana, oh, don't mention, don't mention, oh, don't, oh, why are you coming to thank me? Don't worry. But if the person doesn't come to you, say he's ungrateful. <laughs> but Jesus said, where are the rest? They didn't even come to give glory to God. So there's an expectation. So even after you have broken through, remember to show gratitude to God. Remember to show gratitude in your relationships. The people who have helped you. That, look, there are some bosses who are mean, super mean. Thank you. Thank you for the way you support me. Thank you. Look, when I went on leave, I decided I won't do anything work. I came, the work is still on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the presentation. Thank you for staying up. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Mama. 
Thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I love David. I love David. In First Chronicles 17 verse 1, he had done so well and he said, I want to build a temple for God. Then God says, look, oh, I've, not, I've never asked that you guys build me a temple. I've never asked for it. But rather, there's someone coming after you. I've ordained him. I've blessed him. He will build me a temple. And the generation be, be beyond you or behind you or whatever, they will continue to be blessed. And they will continue to sit on the throne and God showered so many blessings on him. Then, in verse, can we do First Chronicles 17? Then in verse 18, then King David went in. So after God, after Nathan, the prophet had come to tell him all that God has said. Says King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I? Who am I? He said, Who am I, O Lord? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Who am I? And I think for me that's a baseline. Where you begin to think that we are even undeserving, it's just by God's grace. God's grace that we've come this far. Just so you don't even take it for granted. Who am I? What is my house that you have brought me this far? This is a man who had become full. This is a man who had won victories. Had become hugely successful. So it's possible to be hugely successful and still be grounded. It's, it's just so sad that sometimes in a part of the world and maybe elsewhere as well, meet people who are successful. They get so haughty. They, they, they think, they, 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 look, sometimes when they are coming, everybody's running away. Their workers are like. People have real struggles. And they're looking for people who will bring them together. And when these guys are coming, and sometimes by the time they are going, every, they finish everything. They finish all the wealth. By the time we are burying them, they finish all the generational wealth that God given. They consume it themselves. Dead four, five wives. 20 children, 30, whatever. Wasted everything. So this is a guy who had become full. Had been hugely successful. But could still remain grounded in the Lord. So in talking about gratitude, I just want to ask to reflect on these things. And for me, the, the other thing that struck me in verse 1 was when, when he, he had come to a point where he said, okay, let me build a house for the Lord. That's where now you get to a point where you feel that what you have is not yours. 
And there's a scripture I found in First, um, first Timothy 6, verse 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And then you move on to verse 8 and say, we brought nothing to the world. 7 or 8. We brought nothing with, to the world and we'll live with nothing. Wow. Oh, is it true? We'll live with nothing. So why? Guys, we cannot afford. We cannot afford to fall. And, 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 and in that same first Timothy 6, I think verse 8 or... It talks about people perishing. They get to a point, they, they move on, love for money, they think it's it, and then eventually they perish. And that's a trap. Where you get to and you think that I don't even owe anybody gratitude. Everything I made is by myself. My, and, and that's what when people say self-made man, self-made woman. Is there truly something like that? Where we say, I'm a self-made man or a self-made woman. So this morning, I believe that what I've been able to share with you has been a blessing. We want to keep our eyes focused. We want to remain grounded. Always remembering that but for the grace of God, we wouldn't have come this far. And I'm talking about our relationship with God. Then I also talk about our relationship with people. Because if indeed you come to a point where you believe that every good and perfect thing came from above, then you cannot afford to use your status to run roughshod over people. And I tie it in with my earlier comment. The struggle is real. And these times, if you can't pull someone close to you, if you're an employer and you can pay some additional CDs, throw it in there if you can. Any good that you can do. And I, there's this guy, Chobani, you got? I think he's an immigrant into the US or something like that. Years ago, I was watching CNN. And the guy just gave part of the company well to the workers. They got checks, some fat, fat checks. Just give them. And I still, you still see the product on the shelf, no wonder. So any, and, and it just, I believe it comes from a place of gratitude. Because if he didn't, if he wasn't grateful, I'm not sure he would have wanted to. So we do these things not because the person is deserving. We do it because we've been blessed. We do it because it's also like David could get to a point where we say, now it's time for me to look beyond myself and do something for God. We do it because we've come to a point that where we stand and whatever blessing we have is just by God's grace. So now let's extend to other people. Because if you want to wait to see whether people qualify or not, you may not give to anybody. <laughs> Shall we close our eyes? Oh God, you're good. And we thank you. It doesn't mean everything is perfect. We're looking for the good. We're looking for the blessing. We're looking for the calmness in the midst of the storm. Father, we want to thank you. We want to give you glory and we want to give you praise. It's by your grace. It's never by our strength. May your spirit constantly remind us that it's by your grace. So we will remain grateful. May your spirit constantly remind us to also be grateful to people and not to take relationships for granted. 
We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.